Amen. Amen. I'm very excited this morning because I, I believe that even as we are moving into the new season or new phase of our church, as I shared uh, two weeks ago in our, in our church anniversary, how important it is for us to have depth, to be able to build deep. Yeah, because when we build deep, we, we are built to last. Amen. So I'm, I'm going to continue on with this. And this morning, I want to share with you concerning the tests in our lives. And most of the time, when we go through a test in our lives, it could come through fire. So everybody say, tested by fire. How many of you this morning here, you are still standing because God has made a way for you? Can I see a show of hands? That God has been true to your life. That God has, has seen you through. Even in the worst of times, even the most difficult of times. Come on, you know God is, is, is there, right? God has, has made a way for you. And I want you to know this. If God had made a way for you and He has made a way for you, He can do it again in your life. So therefore, don't let situations or circumstances or even a fire test comes and, and cause us to have short-term memory. We need to be reminded of how important it is that if God, can do, if God had done it before, He can do it again in your life. Amen? So let us really continue to set our eyes on Jesus, to be focused on Him, and not you know, to, to have short-term memory and, and to allow all these things to distract us of what He can do even in this season of our lives. Friends, we can trust God because He is our deliverer. Yeah. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, He is your deliverer. Don't let a temporary situation affect your eternal position. In this life, there will be challenges. There will be tests. In John chapter 6, verse 33, Jesus told the people that I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. So Jesus had overcome. And Jesus said that, you know, greater things we, we will do because He goes to the Father and He is with the Father now. So in other words, we are made to be strong. Amen? We are made to stand the test in our lives or the trials in our lives. So if we have the mentality that being a Christian, there are no trials, there are no sorrows, then I want all of us to turn back to that verse again that in this world, in this lifetime, there will be many trials, there will be many sorrows. But the good news is this, Jesus had overcome. Amen. Jesus already overcame all these things and because He has overcome, we too can overcome. We are more than conquerors. We are more than overcomers in Christ Jesus. Yep. And trials and sorrows are refining process in this life. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12 to verse 13, let's turn to that. It says this, Beloved, do not think it is strange something uh, concerning, all right? Beloved, do not think it is strange concerning the fiery trial. Everybody say fiery trial. Which is always there to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings that when His glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. So fiery trials are not something strange to us. So Peter here, he told the people, don't think it is strange concerning the fiery trial. It's not just merely trials, but fiery trials, which is to try you. Don't think that it's strange that it has to happen to you. Friends, I tell you what, 
it is common. But the good news is this, the Greek word for the word fiery trial here is the word xeno. Everybody says xeno. It can be described as alien, alright? But the word xeno also means host. In other words, fiery trials will play host in your life. So isn't that a good news? The fiery trials are to play host. They are not there to make you a permanent resident. Amen? So all of us have to go through fiery trials at one point or another. So the fiery trials will treat us as guests. Not for you to remain there forever. So that's the good news. Aren't you glad that the fiery trials in your life is not to imprison you? It's not to make you a permanent resident or to give you a citizenship in the fiery trials, but it's merely a host in our lives. We have, you know, I, I believe that all of us, we have hosted people before, right? Yeah? But if they stay there too long, what happens? They always stay there, welcome. And you feel like, oh, you know, I think you have something to do, right? Please go. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, of course we won't say please go, but we will, you know, come up with some excuses. Oh, by the way, I have some meeting afterwards, you know, we'll see you. I mean, am I being real here? Yeah. Have you faced some, you know, people who always say they're welcome in your life, don't leave up your hands, all right? It may be the person sitting next to you or in front of you. But the thing is this, the, 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 the thing is this, that I thank God that in the Greek translation, it says this, the fiery trials are just playing host in our lives. So if we stay longer, we will not be welcome. You understand what I'm saying? So we need to change our perspective concerning the fiery trials in our lives. Not to think that the fiery trials are there to trap us, but they are there for a reason. And as I said earlier on, it's a process of refining. But once it's done, you are to leave. You are not meant to stay there forever. Amen? Am I making sense here? Alright. So if you were to summarize your life in Christ, it will be something like this. Firstly, you live by promise. Am I right? All of us, we are here because of a promise from God. You know what God wants to do and you know what He can do. That's a promise. If I promise you something, you know what I can do and what I will do for you. Am I right? If I promise to give you a thousand ringgit, you know that I have the ability to give you a thousand ringgit. Yeah? And I can give you that thousand ringgit. So you hold on to that promise. But the thing is this, that living by promise is just one part. Then we need to, secondly, we need to live through the process. The process is to make His promise clearer. You know His promise is on the way. So a lot of people, they come to a place where they just obtain a promise and then they stop there. And they do nothing and they just wait. But the thing is this, God will bring us through a a process in order to obtain 
that, pro- that promise. So, after you have gone through the process, then you will live in promotion. This is when the promise comes to pass. You know that you are living in the fulfillment of His promise. So the process is sandwiched between having a promise and living in His promise. So this process is what connects the having and the living. Are you guys clear? Follow through with me. So the process is to refine us, is to build us, so that we'll be able to obtain that promise in our lives. You see, we are meant to go through the fiery trials in this life. I want to say this again. When God brings us through those fiery trials, God is doing something very deep in our lives. Building deep means build, build to last. To know whether what we build will last, it has to be tested. To know how deep a relationship is, it has to be tested. Remember Ruth in the Bible? She had a mother-in-law by the name of Naomi. So it will come a time where their relationship will be tested. So Naomi told Ruth, you will leave, go, go back to your people, marry somebody else. I have no, no other son to, to give to you to marry. Go. And the other daughter-in-law, Oprah, she kissed Naomi and said, goodbye, farewell. I'm going back to my, my people. But Ruth, she hung on to, to Naomi and said, you know, wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you die, I will die. In other words, you know, till death do us part. So this, this phrase, till death do us part, is not just merely, you know, in, in, in a wedding where, where, you know, the wows, yeah, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, till death do us part. But if you want to find the origin of till death do us part, that kind of commitment is between a mother-in-law and a daughter-in-law. Tests can come in many forms. But one thing for sure is that all of us, in one point or another, will go through the fire test. Fire is meant to refine. Let's turn to Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3. You guys there? So it was the account where Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, built a huge image, 90 feet tall, and he made a decree that when, they, when the people hear the sound of the horn, everybody have to bow and to worship that idol or that, that image that was built. But then there was three young men by the name of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They refused to obey that. And what happened was that in Daniel chapter 3, they were thrown into the fiery furnace because of their refusal to bow to the gold idol made by Nebuchadnezzar. They were in a situation where compromise will keep them alive and non-compromise will kill them. Many would gladly choose the easy, but these three were on fire for God. They said, no, Nebuchadnezzar, we will not bow down to the image that you have set up. Their fire for God caused them to be thrown into the fire of men. And at the end of the day, why was this such an issue? Because it was the contention of worship. It's a contention who you end up worshipping. Remember in the New Testament, Jesus was also being tempted in, in like manner? 
that, you know, that the devil offered Jesus the kingdoms of the world and all his glory if Jesus were to bow down and to worship the devil. You find that in Matthew chapter 4. So the thing is this, in all our lives, when we go through the fiery trials or the trials in our lives or the many challenges, it is all coming back to this question, who are we worshipping? So, the thing is this, that these three young men, they were thrown into the fiery furnace because of their fire for Jesus, their fire for God. And let's turn to verse 13. It says this, Then Nebuchadnezzar, in a rage and fury, gave command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought this man before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, to them, is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, and the psaltery in symphony with all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I made. Good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately in the, into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands. Let's look at verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But verse 18, but if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. So they were, they were at this place where, where they were given one more chance, one more time to, to be able to escape from the fiery furnace. But yet, they came to a place where they told Nebuchadnezzar, we don't need to justify our actions because we know who our God is. We know who we worship. And we will not bow down to your gods to you, the image that you have made. Even if we perish in the fire, I want you to know this, God is still God. If He delivers us, then you will know that it is Him. So in other words, whether they will save their lives or they will, they will be killed, one thing for sure, their worship for God remains consistent. So this is where that we need to learn from their lives. So Nebuchadnezzar was very angry. In verse 19, he says this, he was full of full of fury, and the expression on his face changed. You know, you can be angry with someone, but this one, when you're angry with someone until your face change, you know that the person is really angry. Yeah? How many of us have done that before? When we are angry with someone, our face change. Okay, don't lift up your hands, alright? And, and what happened was that, that he commanded the heat of the furnace to be increased seven times more than it was usually heated. Wow. So the fire was really, really hot. And then he commanded certain mighty men of Weller, the strongest men in his army, to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the fire furnace. The three of them were bound by the strongest men in the army. And the heat was so strong that the Bible tells us 
the flames were so hot that even, it even killed the soldiers. The flames were so hot that getting near would kill a person. But it didn't kill Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Friends, this tells us that God's people are built to take intense heat. Those that are not of God, they can't take the heat. We are made to take the heat. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor he's talking about you. The soldiers could not take the heat. So they were thrown into the fire furnace that was heated seven times hotter. In the natural sense, they would have died. The people who went near the, the fire died, but they went and fell into the fiery furnace and they did not die. But the amazing thing was this, in verse 25, Nebuchadnezzar, he said this, Look, I see four men unbound. Friends, they were bound going in. But now Nebuchadnezzar said, I see four men unbound walking around in the fire unharmed and the fourth looks like a god. Friends, let me tell you something. If God doesn't take you out of the fire, He will regulate the heat in the fire. You will feel the heat, but it will not burn you. God is in the middle of the fire with you. This is His promise. In Isaiah 43, verse 2, it says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. Friends, you have to go through in order to come out. There was a fourth man in the midst of them. And... Uh, and, and Nebuchadnezzar, he jumped up and said, Look, there's four men, unbound, walking. There was a fourth man. Everybody said fourth man in the fire. And the Hebrew word, and the Hebrew number for four is the word Dalet. Everybody said Dalet. And Dalet can be translated as a door. Come on. It is a door. So in other words, in every fiery trial, God will always provide a door for you. In this case, God became the door of deliverance for their lives. It is not by coincidence that the fourth man was there in, in the fire. Friends, you might go onto the fire feeling bound. But the fire is to loose your chains. You might go in feeling like a prisoner, but you will come out promoted. In verse 30, it says this. Wow, it's, get, it's getting exciting. It says the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. The fiery furnace was meant at the beginning to kill them, to destroy them, to burn them up. But at the end, the fiery furnace was a proving ground for them to be promoted. Friends, we have to go through in order to come out. God will be with you in the fire. The fire is not designed to burn you, but it's designed to refine you. Amen? Hallelujah. So in what areas does the fire refine us? Firstly, it's our identity. You see, our identity is crucial because if we don't know who we are, we will do anything. Am I right? If you don't know who you are, you will do anything because you want that favor. If these three men doesn't know who they were in, in God, they would have gladly bowed their knees. There were also many of the Jews who were there at 
in, in, in the kingdom of Babylon. But how come only three of them were mentioned in this fiery trial? Because they chose to make a stand. Because they knew who they are, who they were. We have heard the term forged by fire, right? Shaping takes place in extreme heat. When the heat is on, you know what, friends? These three men, they were, they were surer of who they were. In verse 16, let's turn to verse 16, all right? They said this, they told Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. In other words, they were, they were telling Nebuchadnezzar, no matter how it is, we don't have to justify our beliefs because we know who we are in Christ. We don't have to tell you why we are not even bowing down. It's just that we don't bow down because we know who we are. Friends, even their change of name did not change who they were. Their original name was not Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They had Hebrew names. They were Hebrew men. But even they changed, the, the, the change of name does not change who they are, who they were. So the thing is this, even for our lives, you know, we, we cannot allow all these things in our lives to change us. In, in modern times, we have heard, sometimes, and many times, success has changed people. They've forgotten who God is in their lives. Comfort has changed people. They forgot who God is in our lives. It is a shame that when we go through life, when we had nothing and we know that God is everything, but then when success sets in, when we become comfortable, we forget who God is. Friends, a fire is a test of our identity. Amen? A fire is a test of our identity. We will be more sure or we will be surer of who we are if we go through that fire and come out. Amen? Secondly, is to refine our purpose. Fire is to reveal purpose. They made it clear that their purpose was to worship God. In verse 18, they told them, but if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. So their purpose is God. And in our lives, all that we do comes down to this. Who are we worshipping? That is our purpose. Even Solomon says this, this is man's all, to fear God and to keep His commandment. Friends, how about us? In our modern times, they may not be a fiery furnace physically, but do the things in our lives take us away from our worship of God? Will success take that away from us? Will comfort take us away from that? Or even, you know, at times when we go through some, a little bit of trials, will that take that purpose away from us? At the end of the day, what stands or what kept them, kept them standing was that their worship towards God, their purpose in God was to follow God wholeheartedly. And thirdly, fire is to refine our genuineness because fire purifies. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6 to verse 7 says this, So be truly glad there is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. 
It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold, so when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honour on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. Friends, fire purifies. It makes your faith genuine. God does not want counterfeit faith. Fire will strengthen your faith internally and also your standing externally. Malachi chapter 3, verse 3 says, He will sit like a refiner of silver, burning away the dross. He will purify the Levites, refining them like gold and silver, so that they may once again offer acceptable sacrifices to the Lord. Friends, when we go through the fiery trials in our lives, it's to make our faith stronger. It's not weaken our faith. It is contrary to what people believe that, you know, sometimes, you know, some people believe that when you go through a fiery trial in your life, you go through some challenges, is that because God, is, is, His favour is not on you? No. This clearly tells us when you go through it, God is refining you. So when He is refining you, it tells us that our faith is going to be genuine. It is not that in the first place your faith is not genuine. It is to burn away the dross so that what remains will be pure for a greater purpose in our lives. So faith is not for survival. We think faith is just surviving. No. Faith has a greater purpose in God. Amen? Yeah? Everything will eventually be tested by fire. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 13 says, But on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. So all of us, one day, on judgment day, all our works will be tested by fire once more. And reward is only for those who have passed the fire test. Because in verse 14 of the same chapter, it says, if the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. So that is not how we should live. Amen? That we just barely escape to make it. Friends, when you go through the fire, you can't come out half done. If you have done cooking before, you understand what I'm saying. You can't cook something half done and then try to serve it. It cannot be eaten. You'll waste it. So when God put us through, remember, at the end of the day, when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were in the fiery furnace. Remember, before they were thrown in, they were soldiers, mighty soldiers. Bound them, led them, you know, and brought them to, to the fire furnace. As they went nearer, they died, except Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But then the Bible tells us that Nebuchadnezzar, when he saw the fourth man in the midst of them in the fiery furnace, he stood up. And then what it says is that he went to the entrance of the fiery furnace. So the fire had to burn for a while. It wasn't just immediate. 
So a lot of times that when we go through the trials in our lives, we want it to be immediate deliverance. But sometimes, in our lives, just like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they had to walk around in the fire for a while with the fourth man, which is God, in our lives. Just as much as we want God to walk with us through the fiery trials, God also wants to walk in the fiery trial with us. Amen? When you go through it, God is there with you in the fire. So I want to encourage us to always look to God. Maybe the moment that we are going through right now, it may feel so painful. It may feel like, man, it's, it's, it's so unbearable. Let me tell you what, you are not alone. Because God is walking with you. The amazing thing was this. Who saw the fourth man in the fire? Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar saw the fourth man. Because he turned to the rest of the people. He said, didn't we throw three men into the fire? And the people were saying, yeah, only three men. But they said, look, there's a fourth man. That's the fourth man. Even Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they weren't like, oh, hi, <laughs> hi, welcome. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, have coffee after service, all right? No. All right. But they were just walking. And I believe that even for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the appearance of the fourth man, they didn't even realize that he was there. But he was there. Someone saw it. A lot of times when we go through the fiery trials in our lives, we keep looking, God, where are you? Where are you? I tell you what, if you can't see him, doesn't mean that he's not there. Every step, they were walking around unbound in the fiery furnace. Friends, they, are, they were walking unbound in the fiery furnace. And when they came out of the fiery furnace, the Bible also tells us there wasn't even a single smell or burnt smell on their bodies. You see how powerful God is. Friends, you will not go through the fiery trials, come out injured, or come out, you know, like half burned. But when God is with you in the fiery trial, you will come out promoted. And immediately Nebuchadnezzar said, now I know their God is the true and living God. And every one of the people shall know this God. And he said, Nebuchadnezzar said, from this moment onwards, if anyone have anything against their God, they'll be punished. You see, friends, when you stand for God, at the end of the day, just like how Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they said this. We do not need to justify who we worship. If God were to deliver us, He will deliver us. But even if He does not, I want you to know that we will never bow down to your gods because we worship the true and the living God. That was their attitude. They didn't have a dream that they will go through the fiery trials and they'll come out not being burned. The fiery trial, or the fiery furnace, 
was very real that was in front of them. And in fact, Nebuchadnezzar made it even worse. He was heated seven times hotter than usual. Remember those men that were bound as they walked near the fiery furnace, they were killed because of the flames. But Nebuchadnezzar, uh, but Shadrach, Meshach and Medigo, at that moment, it could have been a miracle, right? They all died, but they were still standing. They could have just turned around and said, hey, you know. But you know what? They still went through the fiery furnace because the, the presence of the fourth man must be made known. It's not just merely just a miracle, but the presence of God in our lives. So friends, if you are going through some trials or some fiery trials in your life, my encouragement to you is this. God is with you. Whether you feel it or not, He is with you. He is with you in the trial, in your family, in the trial, in your relationship, in the trial, in your struggles, in the trial, you know, of your circumstances or your situations. There is that fourth man. That God is the door of deliverance for our lives. It can come no other means but only through Jesus Christ. So let's look to Him. Let's believe in Him. Friends, I don't know what you may be facing this morning, but I want you to know that our God is able. He will not leave us. He will not forsake us. Again, I say this, if you know that God had done it before in your life, He can do it again in your life. That you are still standing here today because you know that God has been faithful. He has never left you nor forsaken you. And if today, if you are asking God, please help me through again, I want you to know He will walk through with you again in your life. So let's look to Jesus this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we stand to our feet? Hallelujah. You know, I just want to invite all of you to just close your eyes wherever you are standing. So this morning, if you know that you're going through a trial, a fiery trial in your life, Let's be encouraged that your faith is being tested so that the purity, the genuineness will come forth and God has a greater purpose than what we can imagine for allowing that to happen. Remember, it was not God who threw the people into the fire but it was God who will walk with people through the fire. So this morning, wherever you are standing with every eyes closed, you're saying, God, I really need you to walk with me through this. Why not, wherever you're standing, just lift both your hands up to God. And we're going to pray, amen. Just lift it up before God. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for this promise. Oh, yes, God, you are there. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We thank you. There's another in the fire. Thank you, God, that you're walking with us. Lord, thank you that in the past you have proven you have done it before. Lord, we know right now you can still do it. And tomorrow, Lord, you will do it, oh God. So, Lord, we look to you. Lord, you know that, Lord, the trials, the fiery trials that we go through, Lord, sometimes it feels like we are bound in this furnace. But Lord, we know, oh God, that the fire is to set us free. Lord, though it may be for a while, 
But Lord, we thank you that we will not stay there forever, oh God. Because they are not there to, to make us residents, oh God. But Lord, we know, Father, they are there just only for a moment, temporary. Lord, just to play host. So that God, that our lives can be refined. So Lord, we look to you, we thank you that in all these fiery trials, Lord, we're going to come forth promoted, oh Father, because you are there with us. Thank you, Lord, that you're walking with us in our health. You are walking with us, oh God. Lord, in our situations, you are walking with us. Lord, in our circumstances. Lord, we, Lord, we look to you. We trust in you because you are the one who is walking with us through the fire, oh God. You are the one who is in the fire with us. Thank you, Lord. We praise you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Friends, we are built to take intense heat. Amen. We are built to take intense heat because of Christ Jesus in our lives. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, you can take intense heat. Amen. Hallelujah. Because we have God with us. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you are glad there's another in the fire that walks with us? Hallelujah. You believe it? Come on, let's give God praise again. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. At the end of it all, we will come forth promoted in our lives. Though the pain may be for a while, it is only to play host. The pain will not last forever. Amen. We will come forth victorious in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's, let's pray before we end the service. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the assurance that you will never leave us nor forsake us. Lord, even in the gravest of situations, Lord, we thank you that we can look to you because even the grave is not meant for us, O oh God. Lord you, have, Lord, you have proven that the grave could not hold you. And the same power that resurrected Jesus from the dead now lives in us. Lord, there's no furnace that can destroy us. Lord, we thank you, O oh God, the Lord that we can look to you, we can trust in you. So Lord, we pray that no matter what we go through in our lives today or even in the days to come, let us be reminded again that you are there with us. You are walking with us through the fire in our lives. So Lord, we want to thank you for your promise, for that process, and also, oh God, for the fulfillment of that promise in our lives. Because you are true yesterday, today, and forevermore. So Lord, we praise you. And Lord, even as we go from this place, may your love fill our hearts. May your grace be upon our lives. And your fellowship, your presence be with us every day of our lives. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. This sermon has been brought to you by Harvest Generation Church. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged.